Welcome, everybody. Pastor Eli James, along with Dan from Georgia. This is Eurofolk Radio. Today is October 7th, and this is Genesis to Revelation. We're going to be picking it up on Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 6. But first, I just want to address something in the chat room, and that is, uh, yes, last night I was talking about how the medical profession forces people to take, especially when the medical profession and the government combine against the people to force us to take certain medications, such as vaccines, so-called vaccines, right? And uh, the article I was reading used the word gavage, which I hadn't come across before. So, uh, So, Dan, have you ever come across this word gavage? Gavage? Can yeah. you spell that? I'm yeah, not... yeah, it's G A V A G E. Gavage. Gavage. I've never yeah. heard. That's the first yeah. time I've ever heard of that yeah. word. Uh, likewise for me, when I was reading the article. Well, anyway, one of the JT in the chat room, he said, copied and pasted the definition: the administration of food or drugs by force, especially wow. to an animal. But the, I, I, when he posted that definition, I said, "Well, we're animals, aren't we?" <laughs> Yeah, right, and, and the government tries to impose these, you know, these things upon us by force. And oh man, the, the subterfuge, you know, those long swabs they were sticking up people's, you know, in the back of their throats, uh, actually administering the mRNA technology with those swabs, and people didn't realize it wasn't just a swab to test you; it was actually an, administ- an administration. And Brother Abear puts a Gavin met a similar method of forced feeding employed under mm-hmm. certain conditions. Okay, for the operative word here is force, folks. And the whole COVID nineteen operation, and that's what it is. It's an operation. Is based on either force or implied consent. Or and, and what's the term when you uh, uh, when you have to inform people before. Uh, in, yeah, before you, uh, they, they have to give their, their consent before you start operating, right? I forget what's the mm-hmm. term for that. Uh, you know, uh, informed consent. Yeah, informed consent. Yeah, and, and they have simply not bothered with informed consent. Uh, you know, I mean, I, how can people accept this? I just it boggles my mind that that people simply accept this. Yeah, well, but, you know, a lot is these businesses or force it on their employees. Right. They're more damaged. <laughs> even if there's, let's say the feds came in and I guess created a law that said you, no one had to get vaccinated. Well, still the, these companies could still go in and say, in order to work here, you've got to get vaccinated. Yeah. Well, you know, so yeah. just because the, even if the feds were on our side and, and said we didn't have to, that's not going to stop a lot of these companies Right. From firing people for failure to get vaccinated. Yeah. And that's what happened. It's created chaos in our society. Absolute chaos. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the people who have un, how should I, unwillingly consented, right? Unwillingly, because they've been forced in one way or another, uh, have either died or will die soon because the cumulative effect of all these vaccinations, it, you know, it adds up and it's not good. It's not good. So, Eli, what do you think of this recent? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you wrote. I didn't look at your site, but this testing that they just did on the fourth, and yeah. it's supposed. I have heard that it could set off something if you've been vaccinated. It could set off something in your body, which, although it wouldn't be <clears throat> immediately apparent, but down down the yeah. road a few years, you might start developing health issues. Well, that's a good point. I think actually. Uh, well, <laughs> it, what happened to me was really incredible. I actually left my phone outside in the rain <laughs> the night before, and I couldn't <laughs> find it. And so 2.22 p.m. Uh, passed by, and I still couldn't find my phone. Uh, Brother Jim found it on his porch because I had gone over to his house for dinner the previous night. And uh, I thought he was cooking on his porch uh, uh, with charcoal. And actually, 
uh, it's a good thing I sat down to look at it because his charcoal grill was getting ready to fall off the stand. I said, oh, hey, you got to correct this. It's going to fall off the stand. But he said, no, I'm cooking inside. Okay. So I left, but I left my phone outside uh, you know, on, the, on the table, and it got rained on, and it's been like uh, talking to people like uh, fish, you know, bubbly fish anyway. So I don't know whether my phone ha- had received that because it wasn't working right. But I think the whole point of it is to uh, try to collect more information from everybody, right? And if they can tell by this operation whether or not you've gotten a jab, I can see that. I can see that that's the real purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I can see that. But it also reminds me, you know, just the fact that people, you know, and you see all these videos of people, uh, you know, arguing with p- patrol officers when they get pulled over, right? Now, if the officer has probable cause, and uh, you know he can pull you over and say your your left turn signal is out, and uh, you know if you're not using your left turn signal, you know it ca- could cause an accident, or your right turn signal could cause an accident, right? So, but he, this officer pulled me over in a little town in central Illinois. And uh, I said, what's the problem, officer? And I said, oh, your, the, your license plate light is not working. Oh, okay. So, you know, I handed over my license, uh, driver's license. He checked everything out. I have a clean record. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to issue you a citation. you got to get that fixed, right? So I, I guess that the officer in a small town has nothing better to do, right? But that, <laughs> does that, But does that give that officer now the right to inspect your underwear to go into your car and start rifling through your trunk you know inspect your motor etc etc now does this mm-hmm. probable cause give that officer the right to go through everything else in, in your car i don't think so i don't think so that's no. a stretch okay oh yeah absolutely yeah but this is what they do right so if you're lucky and don't have a you know a a six an open six pack right on your front seat or a gun like Timothy McVeigh had on the passenger seat without a license without a license plate on his car you're 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 asking to be pulled over right yeah I mean mm-hmm. this probable cause thing it goes too far when it gives the officer the authority or pseudo authority to start rifling through your entire car. Now, when the only problem is, you know, the, the license plate light. Okay. So uh, that's yeah. a real defect in the law. It is a defect. Okay. Well, when the kingdom is established, that, that won't be happening to us anymore. <laughs> but I hate waiting around. Funny you, yeah. Funny you mentioned that about the, the, the license plate um, like, like, yeah. cause I had the same thing happen to me a few years ago, but fortunately he only gave me a, a warning, didn't give mm-hmm. me a citation. So, right. Well, that's what he gave me a warning. Uh, and I don't have to appear in court or anything like that, you know? So, uh, so he was very nice about it. And, uh, the, the whole point is I was very nice to him. He was very nice to me. No arguments. Yeah. Uh, I said, I'm a sovereign citizen. Don't you dare ask me any more questions or I'll shoot you. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't be, you can't be having that kind of attitude. No. You can't. No. Yeah. And Brother Aber makes a very good point in churchianity. The method of forced feeding false doctrine. <laughs> yeah. And the Catholic Church is best at that. They've been doing that for, well, not quite 2,000 years, uh, 1,700 years since the papacy was instituted. Uh, yeah, and uh, you're claiming that unless you're Catholic, you, you're, you're going to go to hell, <laughs> right? And uh, this is the, the, the fake authority that the world has been living under for the last 2,000 years, fake authority. The, what's the uh, term in uh, Scripture? The um, Nicolaitans, right, the Nicolaitans who simply assume authority, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, like a doctor will put on a smock and all of a sudden he can tell you, you know, whether or not you should be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Wow, folks. I mean, what's wrong with our people that they and can't? Christ under- said in, in yeah. Revelation, he hates the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. That's right. So. Those who assume authority without any 
without any real, you know, uh, you know, backing, yep. you know, no backing whatsoever. Okay, so anyway, uh, that was my rant for this morning. But yeah, Gavage. Oh, by the way, yeah, Gavage. That reminds me when I had my hernia operation way back in, I think it was 2009. And, uh, you know, then uh, after two years, then all of a sudden I had a blockage in my intestines. Well, it turns out that patch, and the people have been experiencing all kinds of problems with that patch technique when they repair a hernia with a patch, okay? Uh, it's supposed to be like a plastic inert plastic mesh but apparently when it disintegrates it, it's not inert it causes problems and all kinds of lawsuits have been filed but when you do that at the va you can't sue the va right but you know now here's what they did when i had the, the problem with my guts with my intestines two years later and they never warn you and this is true of medical medicine in general folks they will never warn you about the side effects and the potential problems that may arise. They never warn you about that. And they should have a list of things that can go wrong, <laughs> right? But yeah, you know, if they gave you that list, then you'd be alert for that, and then you wouldn't then you would connect the operation with the problem you came down with two years later. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why they don't give you this information because you know, that would make you a smart uh, patient, right? They don't want smart patients, they want ignorant patients, right? So two years later, my my guts clogged up, and I felt horrible. I thought I was going to die. And so I drove to the VA. It was like uh, 9 p.m., something like that. Uh, I got to the VA by 11 p.m., and you know, fortunately, the emergency room is always open there. And uh, you know, so what I realized was I, I was getting blood poisoning. You know, from uh, you know my my guts were recirculating all the poison. Uh, in in my uh, intestines, right? So what they did was they shoved a tube down my throat, <laughs> right? Gavage, yeah. gavage, right? So, but I, you know, I said, okay, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Talk about discomfort. Two days, I had to wear that thing for two days, you know, while uh, while my guts cleaned out, and then wow. uh, and then finally, you know, he the doctor said, well, just what you should do is just keep walking. The more you walk, the more you agitate your intestines, and they will eventually start working right again. They didn't have to operate again. I just I stayed up all night walking, you know, like like for two days. And but he was mm-hmm. right; it cleared itself up, <laughs> right? But that was one of the few times I thought I was going to die. Okay, but Gavage, you know, this is just another medical term that uh, people they force us to accept their their terms, their false authority. And somehow our people have to learn not to accept false authority. In fact, when I was young and going to college, all the liberals had a a bumper sticker that said, question authority. Mm -hmm. I don't don't see that bumper sticker on the liberals anymore. They say, kill Whitey, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Force feeding. That's the problem in our world today. Force feeding, false doctrine, and of course, uh, you know, false medical procedures is the problem, and and, and fake law as well. All right, now I'm done with my rant. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) all right, so let's get into it. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 6. Okay, there is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. (laughs) A man to whom God has given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wants nothing for his soul of all that he desires. Right. Yet God gives him not power to eat thereof, but a stranger eats it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. If a man beget a hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his years be many, and his soul be not filled with good, and also that he have no burial, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. For he comes in with vanity. And departs in darkness, and his name shall be covered with darkness. Moreover, he has not seen the sun, nor known anything. This has more rest than the other. Yea, though he lived a thousand years twice told, yet has he seen no good. Do not all go to one place, 
All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. For what has the wise more than the fool? What has the poor that knows to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Mm. That which has been named, that which has been is named already, and it is known that it is man. Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity, what is man the better? For who knows what is good for man in this life? All the days of his vain life which he spends as a shadow? For who can tell a man what shall be after him under the sun? End of chapter 6. Well, you can just see the pessimism. This book of Ecclesiastes is just dripping with pessimism. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, as opposed to the wisdom of Proverbs, which is you know, kind of most of it's conventional wisdom, right? Uh, but it has an optimistic outlook. Uh, Ecclesiastes doesn't. It's really so. It's obvious he's going through a he's going through his midlife crisis, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But what he says, a lot of this is true. I of mean, course. Um, you know. About all this being vanity, you, right. you know, without without God, everything we do is vanity, really. Amen, amen. It, it, exactly. Uh, that should be the point, but he doesn't really stress it much. It's stressed throughout the Bible, but it's not really stressed so far in the Book of Ecclesiastes, where he said, "If you want to overcome all the troubles uh, that, that stem from vanity, then obey Yahweh's laws." He does say it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But it's not stressed in this book. What's going on really here is vexation of spirit, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe well, he – yeah, go ahead. I said I think we came to the conclusion last week that he's going through some sort of depression, possibly. Yes, no doubt. Well, and you, you you can still be wise and depressed at the same time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Being wise can make you depressed. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. We should have said that much. You know, with knowledge comes great distress. And, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. because you, with knowledge, you realize how evil the world really is. Exactly. Pollyanna. Yeah. Okay. The Pollyanna syndrome, which is, oh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm doing fine. The, it, you know, so the world must be good. No, you have to look outside yourself, and that's even that's vanity. Okay, pretending mm-hmm. that there there's no great evil in the world, you know, because your your life, your personal life, is not experiencing struggle at the moment, right? But I think the basic message of Scripture is overcoming tribulation. And to the best of your ability, don't let that tribulation turn you into a sourpuss, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, especially because death is nothing to fear, right? If you die and you've been a good Israelite, chances are you'll get into the kingdom. So what's to worry about, right? To me, the only thing I fear is the pain, <laughs> right? Like like I thought I was going to die, right? But it was the the nausea, you know, the intense nausea, and you know, when you're, how, how should I put it, when you're poisoning yourself, and you need to detoxify, and you don't know what's wrong, it's, it's, it's a problem, right? So, okay, so, all right, you know, that nausea is, uh, how should I put it? It's a, it's a motive to action. <laughs> put it that way. It's a motive to action. Okay, Ver, uh, chapter seven. Chapter seven. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. <laughs> right. For right. as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. Now, interestingly here, this is, 
people wonder, you know, the, the connection between Greek civilization and Israelite civilization is very, very great, and it's uh, underestimated by, by most people. The, the, the school of Greek philosophy, which is, you know, it's called pessimism. There's a very pessimistic school of Greek philosophy. Stoicism is uh, the major school of Greek philosophy, and that is, don't get your hopes up, right? Because things may not work out the way you want. So just be even, be on an even keel and just take it as it comes. Well, that's coming right here from Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Greek Stoicism is based on Ecclesiastes <laughs> and the experience of the Israelites, because those Greeks were Israelites, okay? And that's where this comes. That's where that philosophy comes from, right here. Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, and and the wisdom of the Bible. All right, that's where it comes from. All right, back to you. Verse eight. Uh, I'm sorry. Verse seven. Surely oppression makes a wise man mad, and a gift destroys the heart. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Say not thou, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For for thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance. And by it, there is profit to them that see the sun. For wisdom is a defense and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to them that have it. Consider the work of God for who can make that straight for which he made crooked. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider God also has set the one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. Okay, so in verse 13 is another instance of a completely unnecessary additional Mm. word, okay? Why would the King James uh, Translation Committee put the word that? Let's Mm -hmm. read it without the word that. Consider the work of God for who can make straight which he hath made crooked. What? Why is the word that inserted there? It's totally unnecessary. No need for it. No. Yeah, no need. It's actually clearer without the word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know it's a, uh, gratuitous. <laughs> all right. Okay. Back to you. All right. Verse fifteen. All things have I seen in the days of my vanity. There is a just man that perishes in his righteousness. And there is a wicked, wicked man that prolongs his life in his wickedness. Be not righteous over much, neither make thyself overwise. Why should thou <laughs> destroy thyself? Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? It is good that thou shouldest take hold of this. Yea, also from this withdraw not thy hand. For he that fears God shall come forth of them all. Wisdom strengthens the wise more than ten mighty men which are in the city. For there is not a just man upon earth that does good and sins not. Mm. Also take no heed unto all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. For oftentimes also thine own heart knows that thou thyself likewise has cursed others. Oh, so if you, uh, if you, you know, complain uh, about something that just happened, you really haven't thought about it, and, you know, you, you, well, obviously you shouldn't treat other people, you know, with uh, vain, um, you know, criticism, you know, unnecessary criticism. Just uh, you know, wait till till the situation clarifies itself, and then make your judgment. Don't make hasty judgments, as he said in an earlier. Hastiness can lead to problems with people, and you know, why unnecessarily insult people? You know, it's not necessary. Because mm-hmm. most of most of our judgments are hasty. <laughs> they really are. Okay, 
Yeah. Treat others the way you want to be treated. There you go. There you go. But that's that's really one of the most difficult things for people to do, especially if they don't make a habit of it. You know, I mean, uh, the vast majority – here, a perfect example. The vast majority of Judeo-Christians preach love, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But then when you disagree with one of their positions, then it's hate, 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 mm-hmm. right? They don't practice that, that uh, you know, that maxim. They just don't, you know? And they just give themselves too much credit. All right, back to you. Verse 23. <clears throat> All this have I proved by wisdom. I said, I will be wise, but it was far from me. That which is far off and exceeding deep, who can find it out? I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly even of foolishness and madness. And I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets and her hands as bands. Whoso pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. Behold, this have I found, saith the preacher, counting one by one to find out the account which yet my soul seeks, but I find not. One man among a thousand have I found, but a woman among all those have I not found. Lo, this only have I found, that God has made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. Well, it's very interesting, the experience of Jordan Peterson in Canada, where he's been censured for taking a position, and all his positions are very rational. You know, and anti-left uh, and anti-big government. So if you're in academia and you take such a position, you will be ostracized. And that's what's happening to him right now. OK, so but I think that one of the points he makes in his psychology, which is a correct point, that uh, men typically will settle arguments. Well, actually not settle. They will try to settle <laughs> arguments by force, by physical violence, okay? Now, women don't do that. What women do is they gather together and conspire against somebody, right? <laughs> okay? Or sometimes they just do it by themselves. Whereas, you know, I think the former, you know, obviously lead, often leads to violence and uh, death, etc. So I'd say the way that men, un, unenlightened men, try to settle their, their problems is very bad, very bad. However, when you conspire to ruin someone's reputation by telling lies about such a person, uh, that can be just as ruinous. And uh, Jordan Peterson has demonstrated many times that that's the way that women will get back at people. You know, men, their instinct is to punch you in the face, right? <laughs> right? Which is bad enough. Okay. So uh, I think that's what. Uh, what Solomon is trying to get at here. So uh, if a woman has a, a plan against you, uh, then uh, she will act upon it, and it usually be done on the sly. Okay, and that's what he argues, and that is, in fact, female psychology. Okay, so he's right about that, and feminists hate him for that. They absolutely hate him for that. Okay, back to you. Chapter 8. <clears throat> Who is as the and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God. Be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he does whatsoever pleases him. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? Whoso keeps the commandments shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore the misery of man is great upon him. For he knows not that which shall be. For who can tell him when it shall be? There is no man that has power over the spirit to retain the spirit. Neither has he power in the day of death. 
and there is no discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. All this have I seen and applied my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. There is a time wherein one man rules over another to his own hurt. And so I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This also is vanity, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he fears not before God. And of course, this only applies to Adamites, and especially to Israelites. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I doubt that there's any, you know, such wisdom. Although, you know, Confucius says, right, there, there is a bit of wisdom in that, but uh, I've heard the argument that Confucius was actually a white man, <laughs> right? And uh, the guy that built the Great Wall of China was a, a, a red-haired, bearded man, right? So a lot of this wisdom... Until the hunt, right? Uh, yeah. He was a white man, too. He was also a white man. So a lot of this so-called wisdom that's attributed to the East is actually Aryan wisdom, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't find the re- this kind of reflective mind among blacks, Latinos, and uh, you know, Asians. I just don't find it. You know, I mean, you have what? What does their literature consist of? You know, it, it, it uh, it's only the white race that has this kind of well, let's call it existential poetry, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this is: existential poetry. And uh, you know, I've said many times, only the white race suffers from the curse of having to have a meaning to their lives, right? That's why white men, so more than any other group, can commit suicide. Because when you take away their purpose in life, which is typically is you know being a breadwinner and provider, which is what we're programmed to be, and when you take that away from a white man, he, he loses his purpose for living, okay? And, uh, you know, other races don't have that problem. Right, they just don't. Yeah. You know, they don't have that, you know, instinct of mind to, you know, be, you know, a, a responsible person, and, and find their purpose in life. You know, the other races simply don't have that. Okay. All right, back to you. Speaking of languages, you know, the the blacks never even had a written language for. That's right. Years. Yeah. So, if anyone says that this that this Bible was written to them, they. How? I mean, if they had no language, how would they even be able to read it? You That's know? right. Yeah. Yeah. No written language. And then they claimed it to the black Hebrew Israelites, right? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yahweh removed this curse from us. <laughs> removed the ignorance pretending to be wisdom, which is kind of, I think he says that several times here. <laughs> right. Ignorance pretending to be wisdom. Yeah. Vanity, vanity. Okay. Verse 14. There is a vanity which is done upon the earth, that there be just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. Again, there be wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. Then I commended mirth, because a man has no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry, for that shall abide with him of his of his labor the days of his life, which God gives him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done upon the earth, for also there is that neither day nor night seeth, seeth sleep with his eyes. Then I beheld all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun, because though a man labor to seek it out, yet he shall not find it. Yea, further, though a man, though a wise man thinks to know it, yet shall he not be able to find it. Mm. All right. Yeah, wisdom is kind of, uh, when you grab at it, 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 
it wants it runs away right like a, a two negative poles of a magnet right <laughs> it push push each other apart anyway so but here verse 14 is very interesting because there is a view among the non seedliners in identity that the only form of evil there is is the lusts of the flesh they kind of have boil it down all to the lusts of the flesh but i think genesis 3:15 is is telling us and genesis 1 where mm-hmm. eve was deceived i think more evil is done by people who are simply don't know what they're doing and, and they it's more by self righteousness self righteousness causes a thousand times more evil than vanity and greed Right, but I guess self-righteousness can be categorized under vanity, okay, but not under lusts of the flesh. So it's not my greed or my desire to take from you what you have. It's my ignorance and vanity, <laughs> which can mm-hmm. not be considered the lust of the flesh. You see, that's the lesson of Genesis three fourteen and fifteen, where we, we when we allow ourselves to be deceived. And let's look at all the liberals in the world. They think they're doing right. They actually mm-hmm. believe they're doing right. And they're, all the evil they're doing, it's all evil what they're doing. There's not one mm-hmm. bit of good in what they're doing. Is that lust of the flesh? Well, they no. do that too. They do that too. But uh, the, the vast majority of their evil is, you know, well, why do they want to kill white people? Why do, do they support Black Lives Matter? Why do they support communism? Well, I mean, there is an element of, you know, deep within them, which, which they won't acknowledge, that they want power, right? <laughs> they want power. But this is an intellectual argument that they've convinced themselves is true, but which is absolutely false. Okay? It's deception. Deception creates way more evil in the world than the lust of the flesh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you, if you took a guess if you attributed how much evil would you attribute to deception and lust of the flesh what do you think the ratio is yeah um, just throwing it at you uh, I would yeah. say probably 70 30 okay 70 to deception and 30 to lust of the flesh or the other way around mm-hmm. yeah okay 70 to, yeah. to the 70 percent to deception yeah yeah uh, there's always a combination of the two. You know, well, not always. There's usually a combination of the two. But uh, the vast majority of the evil done by liberals is intellectual and not. Well, uh, I agree with you 100 percent that a lot of it is of them, especially is self-righteousness. They right. truly think they in their mind, they are mm-hmm. elevating themselves. Yeah, so. to the extent. <laughs> Yeah, to the extent that me. they aren't yeah. I so great, yeah, aren't right. I so good? I just want to help yeah. all these other races. Yeah, but right. <laughs> you know, let's let's flood illegals into all these communities, but not mine. Everybody right. else, hypocrisy, mine. the hypocrisy. Yeah. Of, yeah, I am so much smarter than you because I took a college course that yeah. I have the right to domineer you. Mm-hmm. Now that it does involve a lust of the flesh, but uh, the evil comes from the false view of the world that they have. Okay. Yeah, and they're deceiving. They're yeah. deceiving themselves. That's right. And but self righteousness. Now, is self righteousness a lust of the flesh, or is it a problem with the mind? <laughs> right. Okay. I guess so, you could consider it both. Actually, yeah. It's well, kind both, of a... yeah, both are usually involved. But uh, it's not like the liberal deliberately goes out and wants to steal from you, although, uh, what do you call it, taxing the white middle class and giving that money to blacks who don't know what to do with it, right? I mean, that's yeah, just, and again, that, yeah. that boils down to, to self-righteousness. They think they're doing really a good thing. Right. I think a lot of them believe that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I don't think you can categorize self-righteousness as a lust of the flesh. Because it's no, not, it, not. Yeah, it's not greed. It's not uh, you know wanting to seduce people. 
etc., etc. It's not coming from their physical desires. It's coming from the mind and the false mm-hmm. beliefs that they have. And right? it's actually a form of, of one up, up, wanting to one up someone else. Right. I'm and, so much better. Look at me. Yeah. Aren't yeah, and, I just so much yes. better than you? Because I want to help all these other races. I want them to, yes. to flood into your neighborhood, but not mine. Yeah. And you know. because you disagree with me, I, c- I can put you in prison, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mary says they feel morally superior. They feel they that way. Exactly. They feel that way, but they aren't, <laughs> right? In their minds, they are. That's it. That's exactly right. They've been brainwashed. And so, again, I've argued many times that what happened in the garden, when Eve was deceived, deception of our people by the enemy causes a hundred times more evil than our personal, you know, desires, you know, when those desires overcome us and we do wrong, okay? Mm -hmm. We do far more evil by simply following the Jewish program. Unintentionally. That's why Yahweh, uh, Yeshua told us to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. We're supposed to know yeah. this stuff. We're supposed, yeah, we're supposed to, to know our Exactly. Well, uh, Brother Aber asks, is declaring that you are saved the lust of the flesh? <laughs> well, maybe it is to the extent that you uh, want to be saved, right? A, uh, but uh, they don't want to save their bodies, do they? So it's, no. not a, it's not a lust of the flesh, is it? But it's, no. a, it's a mistake. It's a mental mistake, a mm-hmm. theological mistake, right? So, yeah, so this doctrine of the non-seed liners in failing to accept what happened to Eve leads to this false doctrine that the only kind of evil there is is lust of the flesh. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's way more types of evil. You know, I likened it to who was that uh, uh, mass killer? Uh, Ted Bundy. No, not Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Ted Bundy was the guy on television. <laughs> whatever, Bundy, whatever his first name was, I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah, that's it, Ted Bundy. Uh, Ted are, Bundy? You think, are you thinking of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer? Well, that too. No, there was some kind of Bundys on television. I can't remember. Maybe it was. Yeah, it's deception. Deception and believing lies leads to more evil than lust of the mm-hmm. flesh. That's my contention anyway, okay? And that, I think, is the lesson of Genesis 3.15, when Eve allowed herself to be deceived. But it, but even Paul says, Eve was deceived, but Adam yeah. was not. Adam was not. So Adam rolled with it. Now, maybe in Adam's case, I said, okay, wow, these women look really good to me, <laughs> okay? and But... Paul clearly says, Al Bundy, thank you, that that was the TV character. But Ted Bundy, oh. Ted Bundy, what he would go out and do is he would, and he he pretended, let's say he put a cast on his arm and pretended to have a bad arm, right? And then he would pick a woman who would, uh, you know, can you change my tire for me because, you know, I've got a, a broken arm and I can't do it myself, okay? And so... You know, he would always pick on women because they were physically less powerful than he was, okay? And then, but women are more trusting, <laughs> right? Women are naturally more trusting at that maternal instinct, right? Oh, there's somebody who needs my help. And okay, so uh, in one case, he asked this woman to fix his flat tire. She thought she was doing good, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. She absolutely thought she was doing good. And then he clubbed her on the head with a tire iron and killed her. Okay. Now, was she a victim of a lust of the flesh? Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. This is why the lesson of Genesis 3.15 is obey the law and you'll stay out of trouble. Yeah, well, you know, uh, they they were told, Adam and Eve, not to mess with that tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's right. And they did not listen, or she didn't listen. Yeah, well, Adam didn't either. <laughs> he right? didn't either. He didn't yeah. either. That's right. Right, yeah, okay. And that's why our race fell, okay? And so and the vast majority of theologians, not just true of the, the non-seedliners, 
The vast majority of theologians have that position. They don't realize how deception, how great and evil deception, and now they believe the lie that the Jews are God's chosen people. And what do they do? They send money to the devil? You know what? I know somebody who who lived in Israel for a while, um, and she said that we are a laughingstock That's to right. Jews over there because That's of right. that, sending them all that money because we think they're God's chosen people. It's that they laugh their at us. butts off at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, they, they spit whenever they uh, uh, know that uh, near a Christian, they'll spit on the ground or they'll spit on the Christian. They'll spit on the ground if they, if they walk past a Christian church. And, you know, our people are deceived and unless and until they start obeying Yahweh's laws again and, and then be, mm-hmm. become Jew-wise, right? They will mm-hmm. never, they will never overcome the, the art of deception that the enemy uh, has perfected okay and uh, so anyway uh, so yeah i think i need to write us uh, an article on that an essay on that okay what are the that'd true... be interesting I'd, yeah. I'd like to see that read yeah that. It's yeah me too <laughs> okay <laughs> all right let's continue all right all right yep. Chap- yeah. chapter yeah. nine okay or well, all this i considered in my heart even to declare all this that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No man knows either love or hatred by all that is before them. All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean, to him that sacrifices and to him that doesn't sacrifice. As is the good, so is the sinner, and he that swears as he that fears an oath. Now, here's another thing. Uh, if you swear false or you make a promise that you don't keep, all right? So at the time that you made the promise, you had fully intended to keep it, right? Okay? But then you lose your job, <laughs> right? And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then you don't have the money to pay back what you owe. Uh, well, I think, you know, that's a problem. Well, then you have to you know, go to the person to whom you owe the money, and say, okay, I lost my job. Can you, you know, give me some time to pay it back? But you, the Bible is very clear. If you make a promise, you better keep it. Mm-hmm. How many people are too proud to say, well, okay, well, my circumstances have changed, and therefore I don't need to keep my promise? Is that a lust of the flesh, or is that nope. pride? Uh, is pride? You know, well, I think is it a lust of the flesh or a lust of the mind, right? So again, mm-hmm. you know, again that that, uh, that argument is simplistic. Is, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, back to you. Verse three: There is an evil among all among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, <laughs> and madness is in their heart while they live, and after that they go to the dead. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Uh, Right. A dead dog, too. (laughs) What do I do with this dead dog, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. For the living living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love and their hatred. And their envy is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. Now, verse 5 directly addresses liberals, atheists, and agnostics because they believe this. They believe when you die, you're dead and gone, and there's no purpose to your life except now. Talk about lust of the flesh. This is why liberals are written with lust of the flesh, because eventually, after that, their idealism fades away, which it always does, they, they resort to, well, since there's no purpose in my life, I might as well enjoy myself, right? Mm-hmm. And what they call it in the, in the uh, 70s, oh, if it feels good, do it, right? If it feels good, mm-hmm. do it. 
which is virtually the same as uh, who was the Satanist, the British Satanist. Who Alistair said, Crowley. Yeah, Alistair Crowley. He says, do as do, thou will. Yeah, that is the whole of the law. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, is that any different from if it feels good, do it? It's the same thing, just said same, differently. Right. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So liberalism becomes evil unintentionally. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Back to you. Yeah. And that's how Satan operates. I that's mean, he right. gets his foot in the door, and then he everything is based on <laughs> gradualism. You yeah, know. That, that, that Jewish Electrolux salesman has got the foot in the door. Do you remember those days? I remember those. Um, I was pretty young, I think, when they were, were you talking about the door-to-door salesman? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I can't that, was, that was a little before my time. Oh, okay. Well, when I was growing up in the 50s and 60s, it was like a monthly occurrence that a door-to-door shoe salesman would come around, uh, a, a vacuum cleaner salesman, insurance salesman, pla- <laughs> plastic uh, you know, uh, couch cover salesman. <laughs> I mean, it was an endless parade of people trying to get their foot in the door. Okay. And my mother fell for it a couple times. She bought an Electrolux vacuum cleaner one time, which was a good vacuum cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. And then she, she bought oh, – but here, the bait and switch, the bait and switch. When the plastic cushion cover came around, salesman came around, it was always bait and switch. He showed – the ads always said, these are really cheap. They're, you know, you, you can cover all your furniture for $100, right? But that that was the cheap variety that would only last like two or three weeks, right? <laughs> so <laughs> invariably, now here is the good line that we have, which will last several years, right? Bait and switch, folks. Oh, isn't that what happened in the garden? Yeah. Yeah, bait and switch. The bait was, you shall not surely die. But they did. Yeah. There is so much psychology in the Bible that mainstream Christianity just totally doesn't doesn't get because the pastors are so lame. Mm-hmm. They're so lame. They refuse to accept the fact that evil is endemic in the world and most of the evil comes from the deceivers. Right? That's where it comes from. All right. Back mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepts thy works. Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life mm-hmm. of thy vanity, which he has given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion <laughs> in this life. And in thy labor, which thou takest under the sun, whatsoever thy hand, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. Yep. I returned (laughs) and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happens to them all. For man also knows not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare. So are the sons of men snared in an evil time, Mm. when it falls suddenly upon them. The wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and few men within it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. (laughs) Right, right. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. The words of wise men are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that rules among fools. 
Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. There you go. There you go. By setting a bad example, which mm-hmm. he did later in his life, right? That's what Solomon did. And the, the poor man, the example, perfect example in medicine is Ignaz Semmelweis, who was a Austrian physician who discovered uh, childbirth fever was caused by the fact that surgeons would go from the dissection, dissecting cadavers straight into the birthing room and would infect the baby and the mother with their dirty hands, right? And he tried for his, the rest of his life to convince these surgeons that they should simply wash their hands wash their- <laughs> right? yeah. before delivering the baby. And they laughed at him. They laughed him to scorn, and he died a poor man. Okay? This is Isn't medicine. that even in the Bible about washing your hands? I think Probably. That's oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Keeping clean, staying clean. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The vast majority of diseases are caused by, you know, dirt, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and poor uh, poor hygiene, you know? Poor hygiene, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, now, but now, oh, no, you don't have to worry about that. Just take our vaccine and you won't <laughs> get sick, right? God. Yeah, don't worry about, don't worry about eating good and getting yeah. exercise. and Right, fresh air. <laughs> taking, taking responsibility for your own health. Just right. get our vaccine, and you'll yeah, be, we'll you'll take be care stuck. of it, and for yeah. a fee, of course. But no, you don't even have to pay anything. The government will pay for it. Well, you're still paying for it, aren't you? Yeah, uh, when you, you hear the government's going to pay for something, that just means you're going to pay for it. Yeah, and blacks. Where do you think even, the government yeah. gets the money from? They get it's, it from us. <laughs> yeah, right. And blacks don't realize that. They think, oh, well, Whitey's so wealthy, he doesn't have to, you know, be concerned about being taxed. But they don't even think of it that way. They, they, got, they don't even know where the government gets its money from. You know, and if that evil white man is where the white man gets the government, where the government gets gets its money from. Okay, Mm -hmm. I mean, so this is the kind of ignorance that we have to deal with because of racial integration. Right. And they hate us, even though we're the ones feeding them and clothing them and housing them through the government. Right. So what a travesty this idea of racial integration is anyway. All right, folks. We, we've been on a rant today, but uh, but the wisdom of Solomon causes us to go on these rants, okay? All right, brother. Brother Dan, thank you. Uh, a great show today. Well, much wisdom dispensed today, I think, okay? And we all need to learn from these. I, I think a lot of these, uh, both the Proverbs and the Ecclesiastes, are books that we ignore too much, all right? Okay, brother, take care. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.